Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show, the best show on the internet, the best place to get the best Reddit stories, just the best all over. You guys were spoiled rotten last week of all the extra episodes. Today, we're jumping into a little bit of r slash malicious compliance, and our first story is from Ancient Educator. If you want me out of here, you're going to have to try harder than weeping over a body that no longer contains a soul. All right, then. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. So tomorrow marks 20 years since my first wife passed at the hands of an arrogant doctor or two. And I truly respect and love and appreciate almost every nurse I encountered in this process. There was one nurse I didn't appreciate so much. There was this male nurse, awesome, I wanted to be a nurse at one time, who when my wife was dying in ICU, took it upon himself to say to me as I leaned on her body prayer style, you know, there's no point in praying for her right now. Her soul is gone already and is already where it's going to be. I stopped my light sobbing to, presumably, have a quizzical look on my face as I sat up saying, Are you serious right now? He walked away. About five minutes later, I walked by him, talking with another, clearly more experienced nurse, as he says to her, I was just trying to tell him the truth, blah blah blah. So now, towards the end of visiting hours, I see him walking by and pray, for the first time, that this dude doesn't stop it. In the doorway, as my wife's ankles start turning inward, he says, you know, if you want me out of here tonight, you're going to have to try harder than weeping over a body that no longer contains a soul. Friggin' wow. I get up, tears rolling down my eyes, and see the awesome, more experienced nurse smoking outside. I needed some air. I start talking to her and just start breaking down. She hugs me. I cry harder. And then mention how a nurse could say that right now. She stops me and says, Uh, what? Did he enter your room? He was instructed not. He said it in the doorway, so technically no? Oh, don't you worry, you won't be seeing his flaky ass again, I personally guarantee it. She yelled at him so loud you could hear it all over, and he was fired. The experienced nurse, Ruth, was amazing and was crying as she fired him. I think Ancient Educator should just be employed by Reddit as a writer at this point. Our next story is from him as well. This is America. My amazing wife bought a pogo pass for the family. This allows our family of five, sometimes seven, to go to many events on the cheap. 
Last night we saw the Rattlers play against the IFL's newest team, the Frisco Fighters. Great game! One that a certain couple didn't get to see, thanks to some presumably malicious compliance on behalf of the ticket scanner. We were waiting in line, waiting for our tickets to scan. Noticed a couple in front of us getting very fidgety with their middle school twins, yelling at them to pull up their tickets on the phone. They made it a race, as if everything was a competition to these two girls. Twins to wins! Lost that bet with my wife. Just in time to get scanned. All that and the man scanning didn't take his magic wand and scan their phone. He looked and nodded them through, about ready to move on to us. But alas, it was not to be. Mum starts tripping balls, telling the young ticket scanner, But you didn't scan us! Young ticket scanner replies, Ma'am, you're good to go, just go. He then turns back to us to scan our tickets that were also readied by our kids, saying as he makes eye contact with us, Hey man, some people don't get it. If I say you're good to go, you are good to go, no problem with me, you're problem free. He says it so rhythmically that nothing I could write could do it justice. Just how melodically he almost sang this utterance, like a catchphrase. All of a sudden the lady shouts, while whispering, probably because security's right there. This is America! For all of our safety I demand you scan each of our tickets! Enter malicious compliance by the young ticket scanner. As he tells us with his eyes more than anything, watch this. He takes the scanner, asks the crazy this is America lady, are you sure? Positive, you know the… She was about to ramble on when the ticket suddenly made a weird noise. The noise of rejection. Young ticket scanner says in an overly empathetic sad voice, Ma'am, I'm so sorry. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but this ticket is for our next home game. See the date? Crazy lady replies, You've got to be kidding me! And she turned to her disappointed looking family and disappeared into a crowd of people I could care less about. Young ticket scanner turns to me and says, to my wife most likely and kind of to his co-worker and the general public, I saw that date, saw that different helmet colour. I tried to help them out, man. No one wants to listen. No one cooperating. Smiling all the way, shrugs in unison. Nice to see malicious compliance secondhand. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The next one's in from St. Tharp. I got back at them big time. I worked for two years at a tile store. I handled customers as well as worked in the warehouse. Not to brag, but for those two years I worked the earliest shift that no one wanted, because you had to receive the daily truck and put the tile orders away by hand at 6 in the morning. But I also said I'd work every Saturday as well. Now I didn't do this because I hated myself and wanted to suffer. It was because I wanted the outside sales job. The outside salesman that got the job entered right after I started and we hit it off quickly. We'll call him Joe. 
Joe confided in me that he had no plans to continue his job after about a year or so. So from the get-go, I said I wanted that job and worked my butt off to get it. Pulling shifts no one wanted, doing jobs no one would do, and doing things that were definitely not part of my job description. This included doing a lot of the outside sales job. I would take over when Joe would call out or just needed help. He'd come to rely on me and gave me part of his job. I saw this as a type of internship and thought it would pay off. Fast forward two years, Joe tells me he's about to put his two weeks in and to get my resume together. He puts in his two weeks notice. I immediately put my application in. I got the backing from both Joe and the branch manager to get the job and did a pretty good job on the interview. I knew I was pretty much a shoe-in for the job. I had seniority and had never caused a problem in the time there. I had a very good relationship with the contractors I sold to and knew all of them by name. The main part of the outside sales job was working with the contractors. So I felt confident, to say the least, that I had what the company was looking for. Two other employees applied as well. An ex-convict who had anger problems, that will come up later, we'll call him Bob, and a recently hired woman who had no experience in tile, we'll call her Anne. The only other job she had ever done was as a secretary, and she was currently just helping customers with selections. Both of them were older than me. I was in my 20s and both of them in their 30s. A couple of days after that, I got a call from HR telling me I didn't get the job. Instead, they wanted to give it to Anne. I won't lie. I thought I misheard or it was a prank at first. The only reason HR would give me as to why they passed me up for the position was, you're just too good of a worker and valuable at your position for us to lose you. You do such a good job and are so responsible we would hate to lose that. So, because I'm good at my job, you won't hire me for another one with more responsibilities? Yeah, but to show you how much we appreciate you, we're going to give you a $1 raise. Do I still get my yearly $1 raise on top of this in a couple of months? No. Think of it as we're giving it to you two months early. I was fuming for a couple of days. Their excuse didn't make sense, and I had a feeling that I was being discriminated against due to my age. However, I was set upon making a point that they chose the wrong person and came up with a plan. Because I was so good at my job, I didn't get the outside sales job. So, what if I was bad at my job? Maybe they'd promote me then. Let me rephrase. I wasn't bad at my job, but I told my manager that I no longer wanted to work the morning shift, would no longer be there on Saturdays, would no longer do the worst jobs, and would no longer be doing any jobs that fell outside of my job description, including the outside sales job I'd been helping with. Anne goes out for a couple of weeks for training and personal time, during which things are already starting to fall apart. My manager asks me to fill in for Anne just while she is away. He understands why I'm doing what I am, but asks as a personal favor. I agree and things begin to get back to where they were before. Anne comes back, and I resume my firm stand. Any time something was supposed to be done by the outside sales position that I normally did, I would send it her way. Customers, problems, heavy-to-lift things, and other favors I used to do for Joe, I refused to do for her. It gave me a little relief to see her running everywhere trying to get everything done. She only asked me once to help her, 
to which I told her that it wasn't my job. Those first couple of weeks, things were a little rough as most of the jobs were left over from when Joe and I were running things. So most of the problems came from the daily grind. But the weeks that followed were chaotic to say the least. Items came in late, jobs were missing or unordered, contractors didn't understand where their materials were. Mind you, these guys get paid per job, so every day their materials aren't there is another day that they're not getting paid. So when their materials don't come in, their workers, who are paid hourly, are getting paid for no reason at all. My favorite one is when she accidentally sent an order across the country costing the company thousands as we lost money on that job. As things were starting to turn into the dumpster fire that I knew they would, HR called me to talk about my attitude. We've heard of your attitude of late. It doesn't sound like you're being a team player. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Have I said something hurtful to someone? No. Did I hurt someone's feelings unintentionally? No. I don't understand what attitude you're talking about then. We've received word you're not being as helpful to Anne as you were to Joe. Well, you see, I'm far too valuable at my current job. I can't possibly detract away from that. They immediately saw that they made a mistake in giving me that reason as to why they didn't hire me. They then told me that I needed to be more of a team player and would pay me an additional $1 an hour when the yearly raise came round in two months. I told them it wasn't my job to do what they were asking, and if they wanted me to do that, well, they'd have to renegotiate my contract. They told me that they would need to discuss it and to reconsider being a team player. I didn't relent, and they weren't interested in renegotiating my contract. Well, two months later, Anne got the job and things went to hell. She stepped down. Again, I put in my resume, as did Bob. Now, remember how I said that he had a slight anger issue? Well, that came to a head just before Anne put in her two-week notice. Bob threatened a contractor. The contractor was a real piece of work, but that doesn't excuse the fact that Bob threatened the guy. Regardless, with this now happening and Anne putting in her two weeks, I couldn't see how they couldn't hire me. It was me or someone who had threatened a customer. I once again go through the whole process, but this time, I play my cards close to my chest. They didn't know that after Anne was first chosen over me, I'd started looking for a new job. Just as this interview process was going on, a company called me back and offered me an outside sales job at their company. It was lower pay than my current companies, but they didn't need to know that. They also did not need to know that I accepted the position and told them I needed to finish my two weeks. I wasn't going to give them my two weeks though. I was going to make it look like it was a competition and try to string it for those two weeks. The company offered me the outside sales job and nearly begged me to take it. They apologized for making a bad decision of picking Anna over me and told me they would love to have me in the position. Now, let the fun begin. I promptly told them that I would need to think about this as their competitor had also just offered me the same job for higher pay. The look on their faces was to die for. I pretended that it was a back and forth for two weeks, which conveniently went over Anne's quitting date and my new job starting date. They got anxious because they now didn't have anyone for the job and finally gave me a final offer. 
I promptly shot them down and told them I didn't want to work for a company that treats hard-working employees like shit. They can sleep in the bed they made. Then I told them I was starting the next day at the other company. I have never been so happy. Right guys, that is the end of this episode. Thank you very much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this one and I cannot wait to see you in the next one. By the way, what do you think of our shiny new thumbnails? Jump on our Discord, let us know, jump in, say hi, all that good stuff. I'll see you over there. Until next time, guys, peace out, take care. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.